What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Jordan Rezepka. I'm a diver for Team USA and Purdue University. And, I, and I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And once again, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Uh, video replays is by far the most important tool in diving and pools across the country are using sideline scout specifically poolside live for their video replay um it's definitely the best in the business i believe they use that up there at purdue is that correct jordan correct awesome yeah. so yeah we're we're uh, we're all part of the same family the sideline scout family the poolside live so make sure you get over to poolside or sideline scout.com excuse me and check out poolside live get yourself hooked up with a package it's by far the best money you'll ever spend so so we're going to jump right in here, Jordan. So we always ask this to kind of take us through your diving journey. So what we mean by that is kind of what got you into it, um, especially for you, how did you decide on Purdue? You know, what other schools did you look at, visit, and what made Purdue that, that choice for you? For sure. So I started diving at the age of 10, and my dad made the wise decision to build a pool in our backyard for like the family. And when they were building the pool, they actually messed up because we were supposed to get a slide, like just for like me and my siblings to have fun, but they put in a diving board instead. And that's kind of what like kicked off my diving career. Like my dad, he taught me some little flips off the diving board because he used to dive when he was like younger a little bit here and there. And I don't know, I just, I fell in love with it, even off my little like one foot board. And there was a club, like five minutes, it was at my high school and that's pretty much how it all started and uh, why I decided on Purdue. Obviously, being a little kid in any sport, you have idols that you look up to. And it was my first nationals in 2013. It was at Purdue University, and I walked in and saw David Bodaya's like, face. It's just a, a big mural like when you walk in. And I was like, wow, like who is this guy? And I got to meet him. I really got to understand like who the big faces in diving were. And they were like right in front of me, like these idols that I have. And they trained a couple hours from where I lived. So over the years, I took a couple trips down to Purdue University, obviously knowing who Adam is and what great divers he produces. And I just wanted to follow in the footsteps of David and Steele because everyone knows who they are. They're, they're like some of the best divers out there. So really wanted to follow in those footsteps. And here I am. That's so. Awesome. so Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, take us through a little bit of your, um, your, your journey coming up to the Purdue decision. You know, take us through age group. You know, what were your successes like? That kind of thing. Who were your coaches? Gotcha. So being a junior diver, I went through three different clubs. So I started out in Cleveland, which is where my hometown is. I dove at Cleveland area dive. Or, sorry, before that, I dove with Mark Callahan mm -hmm. at American Flyers diving from like 10 to like 12. And I love, love Mark. We're on great terms still. We talk all the time, but their pool is very limited. They only have like two one meters and I wanted to be a platform diver. Like that was my dream. Cause I looked up to David and steel. So we ended up switching teams to Cleveland area diving where my coach was rich carbon for like Cleveland state university. And I dove with him for another two years. And at, I was just moving at a pace that I, I needed something like more, do you know what I mean? And Ohio yep. State was only two hours away from where I lived. So it was about a month. I was in like seventh grade and my parents would drive me from school to Ohio State, which was two hours. So I could train like with John Appleman and really get like the full package that I've been wanting. So 
after about a month, my parents ended up buying a place down there when I was in seventh grade, just for me and like one of my family members, they would switch on and off my dad and mom, like throughout the week. So I completely changed schools. They sacrificed a ton. Like they literally bought a place for me just so I could train and do school there. And yeah, I mean, I think that was the best decision that we could have made because John Appleman is such a good coach and things ended up happening. He had, uh, he moved out, uh, he's in California now, but he left my sophomore year, but he really gave me like the groundwork that I needed to become like the diver who I am. And then Mandy Eby took over as head coach and she's like, she's probably one of my favorite coaches that I've had. Me and her got along so well. We had such a good bond with each other. And she also took me to that other level that I'm very grateful for what she's done for me. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, so now kind of as you go through those coaches, was it always pretty much like an open and shut thing for you? Like if Purdue University wants me, that's where I'm going. Like, did you even look at or consider other universities? I was always very drawn towards Purdue just because the best divers were there and I wanted to be just like them. And I did look at some other schools. I took an unofficial visit to University of Miami Mm -hmm. because I love Florida. Like I love the weather. Like who wants to be in the cold? You know what I mean? I'm (laughs) I'm sick of this cold, but I don't know. There was just something about Purdue that just really drawn me to it. It was, I don't know, talking with Adam as I got older, he's, he's almost like a life coach to me. Like not just diving, like he helps me with so much stuff that that's awesome. Doesn't even like relate to stuff we do in the pool, which I love. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's really really cool. And it sounded like you had it narrowed down between probably the the top two tower schools, you know, if you will. Miami's always killing it, and Purdue is, I mean, for so long has been the top, has been the yeah. cream of the crop for tower. So the legacy um, of Purdue has just been so good for so long. Like it, it, it's so hard to turn that down. When you're when you want to be one of the best, you can't like yeah the weather's nice <laughs> elsewhere, but like I have time. You know what I mean? When I'm older, move out there. But yeah, yeah. for sure. So we're gonna segue a little bit. Um, I got two kind of back to back here. Number one, what's your favorite dive? That's a tough one because uh, most dives either they're either like scary or they're boring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at some point diving especially on platform it's, it's pretty much scary every time no matter what <laughs> dive it is it's just the height it's it's terrifying but my favorite dive one that i like actually like enjoy doing would be like inward three and a half on ten just because it's like my easiest one i've been doing it for so long i can kind of rely on it to get me yeah. some points every now you know every now yep. and again so it's it's really cool to see you big dogs do that dive because i can tell when somebody loves that dive at how early they pike out And like, you're one of those, there's probably three or four that I can think of off the top of my head where you pike up and it's literally up to the ceiling. And then you find your, you find your entry. It's like, okay, yeah, he he likes that one. He's really good at that one. It's a fun one. Yeah. So then next one, next question here, I want you to talk about those really, really big dives. Um, there's a bunch of videos on Instagram, obviously from NCAAs just a couple of weeks back front four and a half, uh, triple in on, on 10 meter. How do you do those dives? Like, how do you even see the entry? What is the mindset on those really big ones? Cause you seem to, to rise to the occasion when the dive is the biggest. Well, thank you. Um, I don't know. I've always liked spinning fronts and especially like twisting twisting has been one of my strong points for a while and I it's really fun 
when to do those dives because all, all all you really have to do is just spin you know what I mean and like yeah you need to find the entry but that just comes with like doing them more so I really like like my mindset on those dives is to just spin you know do my thing and the rest will take care of itself but I like them definitely more than some other dives like back and gainer you need to you need to use your eyes it takes a lot more skill to be good at backs and gainers especially which right. is what I'm trying to do you know that's that's what I see yeah. on Instagram all the time you're like just keep plugging away so it kind of brings me to a memory and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong okay but the first time I ever saw you do triple in on 10 meter mm-hmm. was I think I saw something that was like when David Badaya says, if I do this dive, he'll post it on his story. So how yeah. did that even come to be? So this was actually right before we were allowed to get recruited. It was like mm-hmm. towards the end of my sophomore year of high school. And John Appleman took me and a couple of the divers out for like a little training trip with Adam. And obviously when David's like, I did, what was it? I did the lead up for triple in on three meter, like to my feet. That was my lead up that I did just to like, cause it was very good awareness. I feel like everything else you do, like if you do it on seven meter, that's, it's a little scarier, like if things go wrong. So I would just do it bouncing on three meter to get that <laughs> awareness. And I did, I think it was two or three of them. And Bodaya <laughs> saw it and posted it like on his story. And he was like, check back in 40 minutes. Like there's a big dive going down. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like I have, to, I was like, I have to do this now. Because it was the last day of our training trip, and I, I just wanted to be done. I was like, we dove a ton, and then he threw that in my face. So I had to. I, I'm thankful for it because I don't know when else I would have done it. That dive was, that was a scary one to do for sure. That's crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. I was kind of, I was kind of forced to doing it. You know, that's you can't a, that's back cool. from David saying that, and then being like, no, never mind. I'm not gonna do it today. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you're not saying no to David Badai if he asks you to do something. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so um, you know, Aaron and I have talked about this one a little bit. Is So you do triple in, I guess, on 10 meter and on three meter. Why not out? Why in? Is it just because you so, have to get that twist going so soon? So when I learned that dive, the triple in on 10 meter at Purdue, I was um, like, yes, it was scary, but I never had any issues with like getting lost. So it was something that I was really confident in. And when I, what I, double out has been a dive on three meter that I've done for like years now. It's just been super confident. And twisting is one of those things though, that definitely it did play with my head a little bit when I was doing like triple out on 10 and like double out on three, but over the years, it's just not, I've never gotten lost on it. So my, I'm pretty confident with that stuff. And it was one day at practice, um, Adam, or it was literally my decision. I was doing the lead up on three meter, just bouncing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't I just dive this in? Like, <laughs> let's just do it. So I did it with a hurdle and it turned out to be like pretty solid. So we were happy with that, but I have done triple out in the past. I've done three mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. probably about like six to eight months ago, me and Adam were repping out like the lead up on one meter and they were going well. But when you get to three meters, just like, your head takes over it gets a lot scarier when you're actually up there and I, I did like three of them for like threes or fours like it was just right. so, it's really hard to get the rotation you need without like I don't know I would say spinning for like twisting first right but triple in just came so naturally and it's 
a lot easier than out for me so yeah that makes sense and then you're also an an so like you know santa clara diving club posts all these videos and like we follow you so anytime Mm -hmm. you like do a killer dive like i just screen record it and i save it and send it to my college kids but talk a little bit about what prompted you to do double out on one meter ah here we go (laughs) so there's some like i like springboard don't get me wrong i do but it's very frustrating because you have to rely on the board which i'm like not a very patient person when it comes to springboard i just like 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 going you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. there was one there was just one regular day i'm on one meter and i felt good like i was jumping that day and I, i was doing full out making them well and that double out that i did wasn't even like planned i just like went for it like in my because if i told adam i was doing it then i would have been like oh my god like i would start to freak out a little bit mm-hmm. so i was like not telling him i'm just gonna do it and see how it goes and yeah i mean it worked out and i'm tyler's i, I'm, I don't know if you saw tyler's reaction in it but yes yes yeah that's because no one knew that i was doing mm-hmm. that they were just like um okay you know that, that's <laughs> what i was actually gonna ask because i can specifically remember tyler standing on the other one and he just like kind of did like a double take and he's like what the heck did I just watch? Yeah, and I'm like, that, that's that how I awesome. knew. I'm like, that's awesome. So I just yeah. had to ask. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I've competed every, I think I've competed two or three times. It's a hard one for sure. Cause if you don't get <laughs> yeah. that, if you don't get that perfect hurdle, then you're just like kind of screwed. And my hurdles aren't really consistent enough yet, just cause right. I'm not on springboard and as much as I would like to be. Right. With Foreman. That that's a that's a good follow up question. There is, um, you know, what are you working on on the springboard? What what type of elements are kind of I guess being tweaked to get a more consistent hurdle or a bigger hurdle? What what specifically? So when I first started learning, like my bigger list, like pretty much just one hundred nine and like triple in, I would think that I had to like muscle every hurdle because these dives are hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. My hurdles got super inconsistent for a while because I would like be putting way too much pressure in the board I would get like my hurdles were terrible and Adam just told me like relax like you can spin you know you can do these dives like you don't need a monster hurdle so and ever since then like I just haven't been putting as much like like muscle into my hurdles and I land on the end of the board and I can do the dives fine so sure almost like a less is more type of thing exactly and that's like a huge key for me otherwise I just get way too like frustrated and yeah Awesome. I think that's a big takeaway. That's a big thing for people to listen to and hear because you're, you're, I mean, I think you're spot on, right? It takes a lot of, of power to do a front three and a half on one meter, but yeah. if you miss the board, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like consistent hurdles are always key. You don't need to jump the highest or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. for sure. So the next one I have here, um, we'd love to hear you talk about Adam Soldati. Obviously we, we touched on some of your other coaches that uh, got you to the point where you're at now, but how does Adam specifically prepare you? And, you know, he seems to always get it right, especially on tower, especially big moments, big meets. You know, I think about the people that came before you, whether it was Steele or David or Brandon Loschiavo, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody's always just dialed in at the right time. What's the secret sauce there? So uh, the key factor here is trust. Like I have so much trust in Adam, like, and it's really progressed on throughout the year. Like having trust in him makes me so much more confident to do my dives. Like, I know he's not going to put me in danger with anything, like trying new dives. If he thinks I can do it, then 
I'll go do it. You know what I mean? Cause he does obviously doesn't want to see us like get hurt or anything. And trust is a huge thing for sure. And, but yeah, so. Cool. That, so, so you kind of briefly touched on this, um, the legacy and the tradition at Purdue, you know, like you'd mentioned steel, David, Brandon, you know, what does it mean to you to be in a program that has that kind of legacy and how do you approach that every day to uphold that tradition? You know, it's very rewarding to see that like the hard work has paid off so far. We still have a lot more work to do, but looking up to those divers since I was like a young kid and like even training with them. Cause last year I was here as well, training for Olympic trials that whole year with at, it was with Adam, David, Steele, Brandon. And it was just such a great group of guys to like be around. And I never really thought that I would get to the point of where I'm friends with them, like on an everyday basis, hanging out with them, like outside of the pool and just doing stuff like that. So it was kind of, it's like a shock in some way. Like at first I was like, Oh my gosh, like David Bodiah Steele. But now like, seeing them every day, you become friends with them. And it's just, they're great guys. You learn so much from them, even like not even in the diving world, just about life, stuff yep. like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So this is the next, this next one, I'm really excited to hear your answer here. Um, Heath and I both dove division two and nationals. We were kind of just goofballs and, you know, mm -hmm. we were focused when we needed to be, but we were talking an awful lot and bouncing yeah. around and that's how we stayed loose. What is the vibe like at Division One Nationals? Is it, you know, is it a high stress situation, high focus? Is anybody goofing off, having fun? Like, what is what is the vibe like on the pool deck? Personally, I, I'm a pretty goofy person. Like, I in practice, I talk a ton. I'm not that person that needs to sit there and be focused. Like, I need mm -hmm. to have fun yep. in order to dive well. So, for me at least, like, I have my group of friends that I goof off with when I finally get to see them at these meets because. Mm -hmm they only happen a couple times a year and the friends that I've made in diving are like my best friends. So when I see them, it's hard to be like laser focused on like what you're doing. So having a good mix, like being goofy when you want, like when the time is right, but also when it's competition time, you buckle down and you yep. do your thing, you know? Yep. But yep. I would say for the most part, the stress isn't very high. I just treat it like it's another day, like another dive. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how do you approach those people that are kind of more of an intense based one? Like you, we all can see it on deck. You know, this person really likes to stick to their routine. They don't want to talk to anybody. What, what do you do if you like immediately follow them? Like, do you say good job? How do you kind of uh, make sure that everybody else is doing their thing while you're still doing yours? Okay. So going back to that routine thing, that was something that I never really had as a junior diver. And I, I never really thought I needed a routine when I would compete. I would kind of just sit down and really do whatever I wanted, talk to people, maybe listen to music. And when I got to college, the first thing that Adam told me was you need a routine when you're competing, a steady routine every time of what you like to do. And I tried a couple different things. I tried sitting there with my headphones, listening to music, but that's just not something that I typically enjoyed. Like I need to just, I need to stay in the moment and like talk with people and not really be like too serious otherwise I get in my head you know when you're sitting there by yourself and you have like 20 minutes in between around you definitely get in your head so that's why I, I just like talking because I have a like Carson Tyler for instance <laughs> at NCAAs we talked in between the rounds like every single time every single competition 
Like we would just sit there and goof off. And that's, that's what I really learned to like. And I didn't learn that up until probably about big tens. So it took some time to, cause a lot of people do like to sit there and be focused. So it's hard to find someone that you want to sit down and talk to, like you don't want to bother them. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm super curious in this whole thing. Do you use, again, I, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyways, how do you figure out that routine? Is it just trial and error? Are you going to dual meets and just trying to do different things? 100% it's trial and error. I remember one meet, Adam was like, I don't even care how you dive, do your routine, find a routine and just do it and see how it goes. So that's what we did, you know, but it definitely took some time to really understand what I like doing. Cause like I said, it, it's, you don't want to sit there and just like be goofing off. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's just like what I like having a normal conversation and like laughing, you know what I mean? Yep. You're, yeah. you're preaching, you're preaching to the choir on that one. That was Aaron and yeah. I at nationals, like Aaron, Aaron and I were you and Carson Tyler, not nearly as good at diving, but we were screwing <laughs> around. So no, it, works, it works for some people and it definitely yeah. takes a specific like individual. Cause there oh, yeah. majority of people like to sit there and just have their headphones in and keep to themselves. So. Yep. Yep. So, um, so this is always a fun question. I enjoy and, and I know Aaron and I are big believers in this. Talk a little bit about the benefits you gain from having truly elite training partners. You know, just this year alone, you had Ben, Tyler, Greg, uh, Sean, like you had a, an immense men's team and women's team, yeah. you know, yeah. like, how does that benefit you? How do you guys feed off each other at practice? How does that, how do you like that? So there is a lot of competition at practice just because everyone's at the same level. Like we we're always pushing each other to be better than like we are. And pretty much every day we would start our practice with like a competition. Like we would do one of our optionals on three meter, just cold. We would do three each and we would get scores for them. It's just like, it was fun to have a little rivalry. You know what I mean? It puts you in that competition mood and everything like that. So it's definitely great having teammates like them for sure. They push you a lot, especially Ben. Ben's one that will like, say what are the odds we go to 10 meter and we just do a 307 or anything like that like he'll go do it i'm not up for that yet maybe <laughs> in the future, but he, he's a gnarly one for sure he'll go up and just do his 10 meter list like cold wow you guys are, you guys uh -huh. are just a different breed there that yeah. that takes a mental power to be able oh, to do that. oh for sure but, uh, yeah it's he's a lot so i want to talk about uh your synchro partner you both you know to me I hear Jordan Rezepka in my head. It's like, yeah, he's kind of like a little bit of a celebrity in the diving world. <laughs> and then your synchro partner, Tyler Downs. I mean, they mentioned it a million times on the broadcast, how yeah. many TikTok followers, whatever. Um, I, I'm all about that. I just, I'm not on TikTok. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't understand. Maybe I'm too old, but can you talk about that relationship and then synchro just in general? Yeah. So me and Tyler have been pretty much best friends ever since. 2013 which we met at nationals this was like I don't remember which now like summer nationals it was in Minnesota and we were both in 11 and under I think I was 11 and he was 10 and we kind of just clicked I, I vividly remember waiting to do like the walkouts with your teams and I met him in like the little back hallway area and we just started talking and we just honestly became best friends over the years especially like we had our first international meet together which was Pan Am's in Cuba in 2015. We were roommates. We've been roommates at so many meets. And I think USA Diving knows that we're just like 
we're like inseparable for the most part and that's awesome yeah that's That's cool i love hearing that all right so we're gonna get into our signature questions uh we treat failure kind of not as a bad thing but more as an opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. so one of my favorite questions here is what is your favorite failure or just your best opportunity for growth something you learned from so i've had when i was younger in 2018 i had my first senior international meet and I knew that I was good enough to like put up with them. You know what I mean? But the second I got there, I was like, holy crap. These people are like, I instantly was like counting each person being like, okay, they're going to beat me. This person's going to beat me. And before the competition even started, I already like had lost, you know, I was like maybe going to beat like a couple people out of like the 30 people that there were. And that was just something that I learned from like, yes, like, there are people that may be like better than you, but diving's a sport to like where it comes down to how good you are on that day. It doesn't matter how good you practice or anything. So that was a huge thing that I learned from is to not look at people and be like starstruck by how good they are for like the Chinese, for example, you know, mm-hmm. like look at the Olympics, you know, they got second, yep. Britain one, who would have thought that would happen, you know? <laughs> yep. But if you watch yep. them train, it's like, they always hit. You know, so you can't get like over yourself and be like, oh my gosh, this, they're going to win. They're so good. So that was a huge opportunity for growth. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It, it kind of brings me back to this last, this NCAA is on three meter. Uh, we were messaging back and forth and uh, you know, round four, it wasn't looking super, super good on three meter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you go 98 and 93. <laughs> to make the final. And I was like, what in the world just happened? It was unbelievable. Cause you're exactly right. You kind of start doing the, oh man, you know, just didn't quite have the right day. And then boom, turned it on two dives. It was crazy. Like I'm sure most people that were watching that, I think I was sitting in like something somewhere around 30th mm-hmm. and you would pretty much be counting me out at that point. I had a ton to make up, but literally anything can happen as you know, it that showed for sure. So yeah, you can't, really you diving is is a sport where like nothing's like expected anything can happen so yeah just keep your head in it i love it yeah so okay next one here you come from both the usa diving world and then now in the ncaa world Mm -hmm. usually i ask our guests whatever avenue they're in you know how can that entity what can they do to improve? Now, I realize that is a crazy open-ended question, and there's probably a laundry list of things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from either perspective, USA Diving or the NCAA, is there any areas of improvement you could see from, from either? I honestly think NCAAs has a way bigger, like, like watch party for it because there's swimming involved also, and swimming is mm-hmm. like a huge sport. But the one thing that I think you are like USA diving would need to improve on would be like the social media aspect. Like we need more, more people like diving and more pools and like a lot more should be going into like social media. Cause that's where people like could discover diving. I feel like it's not something that a lot of kids really think they can do, but if you see a mm-hmm. video of someone diving, you know, it looks fun to a young kid. And I just think with more, social media stuff i'm not sure what but we can just get a huge following behind diving because it is a really unique sport it's one of the most watched sports of the olympics but Mm -hmm. not a lot of people do it because yep you know that yep that's a super super good point i had never even thought of that but 
you're you're right on. When I think of social media diving, I think of Santa Clara Diving Club's page. Yeah, they're great. I, oh, they're they're mm-hmm. amazing. But but you're exactly right. You know, our our national entity for diving probably should be at the focal. They should be the ones we think about, not you know Todd Spawn over there doing his club videos and yeah. and and that thing. So I I totally agree. I love that. Yeah, and yeah. Todd is great with it. Like if we could have yeah. US diving, I'm not sure who runs the account, but just like have more <laughs> action, like more people diving this that. You know, I think it would be great for the sport, no doubt. Yeah, for well, sure. Well, and I think when you look at Santa Clara and Todd, like, I think it just, he basically is sitting there. He's like, okay, like I have to post a video of diving today. Let me find a video I like. And this is what I'm posting. And sometimes he, yeah. And sometimes he reposts it like, you know, but it's like how, I mean, he has so many followers just because he's like, I'm just putting this out. So I think that's a a great, great, great piece. It's an easy thing to do. And yet like, I think almost like 10,000 followers, like just from posting diving videos, you know? It doesn't yep. take a lot to post a diving video and it's working, you know? Yep, exactly. So as we jump into these next three here, um, you know, what is your favorite drill to do? It can be anything, Jordan. It can be dry land, water, springboard, uh, tower, whatever is your favorite thing to do. I will say one of the most helpful drills for me happens in dry land and it's on the trampoline and it's backflip like with one and a half twists just to my butt. Backflip one and a half and two and a half twists because ever since... I was pretty, ever since I was younger, I always liked to front twist. Back twist was something that I didn't like to do because the second we started adding two and a half twist into like my routine, my one and a half twist would get very wonky and I would be, I would start getting lost in it. It was a huge issue that I had for a long time. I remember it took me like six months to do back two and a half, one half on 10 meter. Everything else I could, I could just do naturally, but this one like mentally was so scary. So doing those in dry land just repping out the one and a half twist and then two and a half because for me i'm more scared to like get lost in the water for some reason like mm-hmm. i'd rather like getting lost on trampoline like yeah it's scary but for me it's just less like yeah. in the water i feel like way worse so repping those out on trampoline really helped me like mentally when i stand on 10 meter like i know i can do the one and a half twist then right so do you do that um basically from like a like a back approach or are you doing it bouncing how do you it's like a little it can be both a little bit of a bounce and i just do the one half twist just for awareness same yeah. thing with two and a half so and it, cool. it really helps for sure so so and then the next piece here is uh what is the best advice you've either given or received okay that's a good question <laughs> um I would say stuff that Adam says for sure. I remember when I first came to Purdue, like over a year ago, like, cause I was training for Olympic trials and all that stuff. We had really hard workouts, like with a lot of reps and I just hated doing reps. Like I'd be tired. Like no one's going to know if I like skip a couple reps, you know what I mean? But my teammates started to catch on. They'd be like, you need to be doing like all your reps. And I would be like, Oh, I would lie. I'd be like, Oh, I'm doing them. You know what I mean? Like, but Adam, I remember one day he said, what was it? Champions do the work when no one is watching something along the lines of that. And I was like, you know, it really just made sense to me. Like, yeah, like my teammates don't even need to be watching and I'm still going to do the reps, even if you know what I mean? Cause they used to call me out for it. And now even if they're not there, I'll still do that work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a great piece of advice. That's spot on. And then uh, the last question that I have for you is uh, who would you like to hear us interview next? 
have you guys had the chance to talk to Brandon Lociavo yet? Not yet. I think he would be great. He's someone that I look up to so much in this sport. He helps me with so much in like my diving. He started having me journaling and all this stuff. He's like almost a mixture of like a sports psych, a teammate. He's just like a lot to me. Like he knows awesome. his stuff well. So he's someone that I've really gotten close with. And he actually moved back here from California. He's been here for about a week now. So nice. Oh, wow. A lot of fun having him. I'm excited. <laughs> I think, yeah, he's a great person to be around. Awesome. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, and then before Aaron kind of sends us off here, just a reminder on our link tree, on our Instagram, it has some camps and clinics. And if coaches anywhere would like us to advertise, though, just reach advertise those, just reach out to us. Um, at our Instagram or our Gmail, which Aaron will go over now. Will do. Yeah. So, uh, so hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our Gmail is the diving pod at gmail.com. Um, again, the Instagram has our, our link tree and our buy all those fun things. Center dive pod at checkout. If you want to order a t-shirt or a hoodie from Cowing Robards, um, again, dive gets me paying for your shipping. So, We'll, uh, we'll take care of Jordan here and get him a free one and we'll get his information offline. But I just want to say thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming on. Really, really fun one. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. You guys asked some good questions. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Good deal. Well, we will see you next time. Hey, Aaron, before we jump off, make sure you cover the Bergen in open um, coming up in a couple weeks or weekend. Yeah, absolutely. That actually is kicking off next weekend. Um, apt to be a really, really good contest. There is 20, 223 athletes from 14 different nations. The FINA judging school is happening at that same time. So there's going to be over 320 people attending. This is uh, something that we were invited to go to just couldn't make it happen with the schedules. Um, but it's definitely on our bucket list to get over to Bergen, Norway, see all that, um, that has to offer. I remember seeing a cool Instagram video and they do, they call it the death diving there where, uh, you know, you're doing crazy stuff off 10 meter and you just kind of teardrop in the water and the crowd's going crazy. So definitely something that we hope to uh, attend in the future, but make sure you go check out www.bergenopen.com. Everything will be live streamed. So you can go check out that international competition. I'll spell that out for you. It's www dot com. So go check that out and we will see you next time.